The Jay Garvin Show Home Mortgage Talk, Saturdays from 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. here on KRDO News Radio 105.5 FM and 12:40 a.m. Now here's Jay Garvin's. This segment is brought to you by Empire Title, Bill McAfee, your best of the best, Colorado Springs 2013 Gold Winner. Well, thanks for staying tuned. I am Jay, and I'm your friend. You're listening to the Jay Garvin Show right here on Cardio News Radio, where I just checked with Yoda, and he did confirm that I am still Southern Colorado's Home Mortgage Jeff. Where you and I travel the galaxy together, trying to understand all of the confusion within our economy, real estate, and your mortgage and budget, you and I together, just hanging out, having fun, financially making out in the corner. Okay, that went a little bit too far, but you get my analogy. I like you. You can call me directly at 330-1457. You and I do get close financially. That's why I gave reference to the makeout that was not literal. So we're going to leave it at that. And I am going to tell you if you're listening for the very first time, hi. I am Jay, and I'm your friend, a little bit odd, always transparent, but you spun the dial down to KRDO News Radio 105.5 FM or 1240 AM, or streaming on the net at the Jay Garvin Show Home and Mortgage Talk. We are in the second hour at the second day of August here, the first Saturday. The summer is closely coming to an end. My kids go back to school this month. That's going to be sad. Summer ends in September. So let's you and I celebrate to the maximum. I've got a very full show, so I want to jump right into some things. First of all, I want to uh, tell you with no further delay, a drum roll, Matt. This hour's show is Demographics in America, The Millennial Wave to Come Part 2, the final of this series, the outline of my book on how to prepare, prosper, and retire in the next consumer wave to come. I'm not going to spend as much time on uh, housekeeping housekeeping as I have the last hour because I want to get right into some things. Some of the things I do want to touch with housekeeping is the value of houses. Uh, Many of you know interest rates are historically low. Fixed rates for conventional loans with no origination are at like 4% flat. Last week, they're at like 3.875. Government loans are at like 3.625. If you have a 30-year fixed loan with no origination, I would encourage you to do 15-year mortgages more uh, that eliminate a lot of the interest you pay to a bank, and those are down in the mid-3% range, and 10-year mortgages are all the way down to 2.95. If anybody is telling you that they want to offer you a 2% something mortgage, You want to run like the Dickens because they're getting you into a variable loan, and that is highway robbery. We are at an all-time low for interest rates, like a 40-year low minus last year that hit in the threes, and someone's going to get you into a variable product that corrects right in the middle of an inflationary hedge. they got to be an idiot. Stop, drop, and roll. Get out of the fire. Hang up the phone. But what I want to talk about here is twofold. One, 
If you're a military member or you know a military member at all and they have not purchased a loan with their VA loan, you definitely want to do it because rates are going to go up dramatically in the end of October when the federal chairman, Janet Yellen, gets together and starts to cut our taper back more, the mortgage-backed securities. But what I want to talk to you about in the housekeeping minute here is what's happening to the value of homes around Colorado Springs because this first quarter... January, February, March was the slowest that we've seen since the onbrink of the recession in 2008. Activity was nearly dead. Many of the talking heads, the media, were saying it was because it was the inclement winter and all that. That's crap. It was because the government did tapering of mortgage-backed securities during the winter, and it cut things back. And I want you to know... That same thing is going to happen this fall, so you must prepare. Now, in April, things started to just turn the scale a little bit. May started to get momentum, but June was off the charts. June, we had more than a 5.3% increase in activity in the value of homes and everything to where now the median range value for homes went from basically 0.9% after four-plus months of the year all the way up to a 3% full increase off of unbelievable rocket ship explosion of activity in June. Now, July, that seemed to hold true, and Bill will tell us the numbers. August is holding steady. But house appreciation is starting to rise. Supply and demand is not still shifted in Colorado Springs the way that it has in Denver. Denver, it's definitely. Boulder, it's definitely. Fort Collins, it's definitely a seller's market. And in Colorado Springs, it's still a buyer's market. And why? It's what Bill McAfee stated last week, that we essentially don't have new jobs. We have people that are moving up. We have military that's moving in, military moving out. But we need new jobs You and I need to talk to our elected officials like the city council, Mayor Bach, the county commissioners, and say, hey, the city of champions is great, but where are our jobs? Where's the incentive for business to come? Where's the clean medians of weeds so people can see this place is presentable? Where is their incentives to come here? And I want to help, you want to help, and we all have to take part of that. And call me at 330-1457. 3301457 if you have any ideas in this realm or if you just say Jay I heard I hey here's a couple things I don't care if you have a bankruptcy with an FHA I'm helping Tammy a friend of mine now purchase a home and she had a bankruptcy less than 3 years ago you give me a call at 3301457 if you're 45 years old and you've never used your VA eligibility you give me a call at 3301457 and I'll help you. Go out to radiomortgage.com, and I'll help you. Go out here to your coworkers. Hey, I know a guy, Doug. I work with him at the post office. I think he was in the military, and he doesn't own his home. Call him, and you get a hold of me, and I'll pick any restaurant in the city, and I'll take you out just so you can help him change his life because I believe, one, the American dream is embraced with home ownership. And number two, as you'll find at the end of this hour, as you did the end of the last hour, I honestly believe that real estate is included in any preparation for the next millennial wave, the next consumer wave to come. Okay, 
So that's enough on housekeeping. I want you to know that if you've got a variable loan, an interest-only loan, or a ballooning loan, which means it's going to end abruptly, you want to call me. But going right into Demographics in America, Millennial, the wave to come, we talked about what in the world do I do, Jay, to prepare? What do I do to prosper? And certainly, what do I do to retire? Well, all of these things apply to all generations. And I mentioned this in the previous hour. Not only do the millennials need to prepare, but I do as a generational X or you as a baby boomer also need to prepare. And some of the things that you need to do, first of all, let's talk to the millennials first. If you're a millennial, the very first thing you need to do is consider your surroundings. If you're born between 1981 and 2002, first ask yourself the question, or if you have people in your household in this age range, ask people in your household, hey, are you independent? Are you still living with your parents? Are you living on your own? If you're living on your own, are you still financially dependent on your parents? And if you're still living with your parents, are you financially independent enough to move out? That's the biggest statistic. Do you know that 34% of all individuals aged 17 to 34 still live with their parents? Now, I'm not telling you to move out or not. I'm just asking you to look at your scenario, and depending on what your scenario is, is what you will do, of course. Number one, you need to wake up and understand that your future is not in your parents' basement. Unless you have a disability or unless you own the house with your parents or it's a duplex or stuff like that, you've actually got to grow up and be a productive member of society. But we have to identify if you're one of the 34%. Well, if you're age 25 to 34, there's 28%. One in every four people lives with their parents, and you need to decide if you fall in that category and why you're in that category. Now, there's a lot of reasons, and in preparing, people are like, well, Jay, I'm still in school, and that's great, because that's the next thing we're going to talk about is debt, and the number one debt item in anybody's household aged 17 to 34 is predominantly school debt. The number one reason that I've been told that people are still living with their parents from 17 to 34 is because they're riddled with so much school debt. I think that's the first explanation, but also the first excuse. I'm not going to go into what you do with school debt. Dave Ramsey does an amazing job of saying, hey, there's several different things that you can do about school debt. The first thing is to eliminate it, and the first way to eliminate it is the type of school that you go to. If you're hungry, you have the choice to go to one or two restaurants. You can go to the famous, which is a $100 steak dinner for two people, or you can go to Texas Roadhouse, which is $35 for two people, or you can go down to McDonald's which is $15. So you make the choice. Same thing with degrees. If you want to get a degree and you think you're going to go to an Ivy League, it's going to be a six-figure expense. If you want to go to like Boulder or Fort Collins, that's yeah, going to be about 20 to 40 grand. But if you want to go to Pikes Peak or to UCCS, it might be a little bit cheaper. That's what you do. But you have to understand where you are situated if you are a millennial or you're helping a millennial in your house. So I'm going to continue this conversation about preparing for the next consumer wave, the millennial wave to come from 2021 to 2041. This is your future. So stay tuned. Sign up at RadioMortgage.com to my uh, buyer seminar class for investment property owners on Tuesday at 630 at 
August the 19th. Make sure that you reach out to me, follow me on Twitter, friend me, like my page on the Jay Garvin Show or Garvin's Mortgage Group. And most importantly, just call me. Reach out 330-1457 during the break and ask me your question. I'll be back. You're listening to the Jay Garvin Show right after the break. If you got a problem, don't care what it is. You need a hand, I can assure you this. I can help. I got two strong arms, I can help. It would sure do me good to do you good. Let me help. Then you better start swimming or you'll sink like a stone. Or the times they are changing. The Jay Garvin Show Home Mortgage Talk here on KRDO News Radio 105.5 FM and 1240 AM. We're back with our home mortgage Jedi, Jay Garvin's. And this segment is brought to you by Innovative Financial Management. Mike Cesari, a financial planner that you can trust. Was the loser now will be later to win for the times they are changing. Thanks for staying tuned. I am Jay. I really don't like to sit down in the studio. I am. So if you can tell that emotionally and through my level of excitement that I am a chair dweller, you let me know. I talked to Mike Lewis and I wanted to bring like a trampoline and a punching bag in here, but he'd have nothing to do with any of that. I'm like, come on, Mike. You and Paul could use a trampoline. You could exercise. I could jump around the punching bag when I get so tired of these idiots that are running and pushing and squeezing business into the corner. I could punch it, but most of all, I could just have fun. I'm going to do a chair segment here, but we are not going to get boring. You and I are continuing the conversation of a very, very important show and series, Demographics in America, the Millennial Wave to Come, how you and I and everybody else can prepare and prosper and retire in the next consumer wave. And we were talking about preparing, prospering, and retiring. And within preparing, I was telling you about how many people live with their parents. Now, that can be negative or that can be positive because my wife and I have a very different story. I grew up with five people in my house, and it was crazy. It was chaotic. I was the first one to get out of there. I couldn't take it. I asked my mom, like at 12 years old, if I could go roller skating because everybody else was just sitting there watching Dukes of Hazards. Go, 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 Dukes of Hazard. My older brothers were watching Daisy Dukes and her Dukes, and I'm like, hey, Dad, this isn't for me. Can I go out? So I had no desire to stay in my parents' house long. I never got my own bedroom, even though we had a really big house I shared with my brother. I was a middle kid. We got our own bedrooms when I was growing up, but my mom walks up the stairway one day, and we're, like, crashing these bed frames through the hallway. She's like, what are you guys doing? We're like, ah, we decided that we're going to make my room a playroom and a rough room, and then uh, Grant and I are going to create these two beds into bunk beds. And my mom just rolled her eyes and walked down the stairs because we had wore her out and it was only like 9 a.m. But when I was 17 years old and I graduated because my parents put me into school early because I annoyed them, I graduated when I was 17 and I went and visited college, which was a surprise in itself because I barely got there. And you know the rule about school and grades and businesses, you know, 
all the C students are the ones that end up owning the companies, and we got B students who work for us so A students can run around and do all our legwork. Because I worked my butt off, and nothing came easy to me, but when I went up to college, I never came back except to visit on the holidays. So when I talk to the statistic of 34% of 17 to 34-year-olds live with their parents, I honestly don't understand you. I don't. I don't understand you. Uh, That's the kid. I I certainly don't understand the parent who is helping them or, in my mind, enabling them. I call them the basement dwellers. I'm not mad at you. I love you. But society can't move on until you move on. How about that? And for me, I just wanted my own thing. I wanted to come when I wanted to come, and I wanted to go when I wanted to go. And maybe you got kids in your basement with no rules. I don't know. But I went up to college, and I figured out that in the summer I could stay there for less than 100 bucks a month. I was there with all that and a bag of chips. I worked at college. I was full-time in gymnastics when the varsity men's team was still there before the Section 11 or Section 8 or whatever they call it where women's sports balanced out. But there's two different things here. If you are living at home to truly save money, I think it is an unbelievably noble thing. If you've got school debt and you've already got some debt and you're 17 to 34 years old and you're living with your parents, A, I think you need to pay them rent. Hallelujah to that if you're a parent listening. And even if you are just not, you need to be responsible. But if you're eliminating debt, that's awesome. But if you're just sitting there playing Xbox, pretending that you're 12 years old again, you know, get your Cheeto-stained hands up off the carpet and the couch, get a job, and grow up. Because it's not the act of living at home that retards you. It's the lack of responsibility and initiative that does. And things are very, very different. I'm married to a very beautiful woman, but she lived with her mom, I think, until she was 24 or 25. And her mom still did laundry when I first got married. Her dad was still paying her insurance payment. And she's an amazing individual, but she would be the first one to tell you that her parents did her no favors. Let me say that again. She has regret that her mom cooked for her rather than teaching her how to cook and kicking her out the door and making her doing herself. She has regret that her mom did her laundry till she was 24 and didn't give her any sense of urgency to grow up. She has resent that Her dad paid her insurance instead of just respecting her, teaching her how to do it herself, and spending quality time with her. So if you're at home and you are a millennial, the first thing that you need to do before you move out of your parents' house if you're there is eliminate debt. If you're already out of your parents' house, you want to stay where you're at and eliminate your debt. If you are inside your parents' house, you want to eliminate that debt and then get the heck out because that's your first step to independence and preparing. After that, you've got to get a great job. And if you have a hard time getting a great job, you just call me at 330-1457 and I'll help you. The trick for your generation, the millennials, is it has to start with internship. I read a book by Pete Seat, The War on Millennials, and he talks about how your generation, people's born from 1981 to 2002, it's so competitive in the workforce with the number of years you have and the weak economy that you have to get an edge up based on your internship experience and you're going the extra mile. I'll teach you how to send out your resume even when people aren't asking for it, things like that. Now, how can Xers and baby boomers prepare for 
the millennial wave to come, the next consumer wave the same way. Shocker, it's the same thing. You are already prepared for the next wave if you have no debt outside of a secured mortgage. That's what you want to do. If you're a baby boomer and you've still got debt, hey, you're not going to be able to prosper or retire in this. You've got to get rid of your debt. That's step number one in preparing because times are going to get more lean before they get more mean. They're going to get mean and profitable from 2021 to 41, but they're going to get awfully lean between now and then. And you've got to eliminate your debt. Have to, have to, have to, have to. And I think it's unbelievable that we as a country, people are like, well, you know, Wall Street is doing good, but Main Street is hurting. Well, Wall Street is doing good because businesses have eliminated debt. I'm building a mortgage company and a media group with no debt at all. We've got like $50,000 in unsecured business debt right now in the business side for some investments we did, and it's driving me crazy. And on a million-dollar-a-year revenue company, fifty grand in debt is not a lot, and I don't believe in it. So that's what you want to do to prepare, that's for sure. But what do you do at the final stages of preparation? If you're a millennial, get rid of the school debt, get rid of the consumer debt, get yourself a budget so you don't get debt again, and then you move out. You move out, well, Jay, I want to save more money with your parents. Yeah, but what's more important? Your experience of individual decision-making maturity in your life or saving money by continuing to be a basement dweller? I say you pick the first. But how in the world do we prosper? Really, really prosper. I mean, there are some things that we can do and you can do right now once you don't have any debt. Once you don't have any debt at all, first of all, totally unrelated to my show, the first thing that you do to prosper is get information, feed the funnel with a whole bunch of knowledge, your dome, your head. Some of the simple ways that you can do it is if you haven't taken Dave Ramsey's financial Peace University class, I think he's trimmed it from a 13 to an 11-week class, you absolutely want to take that, and you can Google that online. There's plenty of churches or other public venues that can provide that. And that's going to help you walk through his total money makeover steps. And those steps are, number one, if you've got no debt at all, you want to build an emergency reserve if you don't know what to do. Second, you've already snowballed and eliminated your debt, so you're good there. Three, you need to go ahead and build an additional three to six money reserve so you can account for any future emergency that you don't know about. And that's the thing about emergencies is that they're emergencies and they're unplanned for events. Now, buying a new Xbox or getting the iPhone 5S or whatever it is is not an emergency. That's a whim. But then next you need to think, okay, now I got reserves. I don't have any debt. What do I do next? You start saving 15%. Then you go ahead and start a school fund if you have kids and if you don't still do it because you eventually will, hope to God. And then lastly, you're like, man, I need to pay off my loan. Well, I don't have a house, Jay. Well... You need to buy a house. Bada bing, bada boom, call me. We are becoming one of the larger brokerships in town here, Garvin's Mortgage Group. I am also the owner of that. We've got 10 team members. We're all connected with a military career. We do three things very, very well. We transparently lead you through the mortgage process with education options and customer service, locally owned, locally operated, and now I am a non-delegated correspondent bank which means that I physically am the one that gives you your money. And then finally, Dave Ramsey, 
in Financial Peace University says the final stage of your life is to build wealth exponentially and give away. So those are some of the final, more finite ways that you can prepare. But how do you prosper? Number one is saving and investing. Once you start saving your money, and if you are not a homeowner, you've got to call me at 330-1457 to, to start the home buyer process. I say that for a lot of different reasons. Most importantly is it's the time to purchase because interest rates are low and homes are affordable. I won't be preaching this from the mountaintop by 2022. So don't go anywhere. I'm going to be back after the break. I'm going to get into the details of how you are going to buy your first home to prepare and prosper for the millennial wave to come. I'm going to tell you exactly how you can go through this process. Please, during the break, sign up for my home buyer seminar coming up. This one is on investment properties because I'm going to talk to you, a majority of my listeners that own homes, and help you turn your existing home into an investment property or you yourself do like I did and go out and buy one. So don't go anywhere. Sign up for that seminar at Radio Mortgage, radiomortgage.com on 19 August, uh, Tuesday evening at 6.30 p.m. Please, would you just go and reach out on Facebook next time you're on Facebook. Think of Jay Garvin's. Think of the Jay Garvin's show. Like me and follow me on Twitter if you are a tweeter. And I'll be back after the break. You're listening to the Jay Garvin Show right here on Caradio News Radio. I went down to the bank this morning about half past nine. Well, I was looking for a little something in the credit line. But the man says, look what we got here, sonny. It's too much month at the end of the money. I'd love to take you out like I said I would, honey. But there's too much month at the end of the money. Too much month at the end of the money. The Jay Garvin Show Home Mortgage Talk. Here on KRDO News Radio 105.5 FM and 1240 AM. We're back with our home mortgage Jedi, Jay Garvins. Okay, thanks for staying tuned. I am Jay. You're listening to the Jay Garvin Show right here on KRDO News Radio. I had to go out and get new batteries for my lightsaber during the break. Uh, I just had coffee with Chewbacca. Eats like an animal. But I am Southern Colorado's home mortgage Jedi. Someday you're going to see that on a billboard up by 25 with me in a cape and a big, huge illuminated lightsaber because I do slash through the confusion of mortgage, budgets, and finances. And more than that, I think my tongue is faster than a lightsaber anyways. It moves a lot faster than I thought when I was First starting here, my mom said when I went on to the radio, what took you so long? I've been talking my whole life. I'm just starting to get paid for it. But I appreciate you staying tuned. If you're just joining me, I am Jay. I'm your friend. You're listening to the Jay Garvin Show right here on Cardio News Radio. And I don't have Matt Meister around here anymore. Matt Meister used to be the personality. He didn't really retire. He just he left and he went back up to the school district. I already miss him. If you were in the studio, you could see a tear forming in the corner of my eye. But he marched to his own drummer, and I marched to my own drummer here at Cardio. I love the staff. Mike Lewis, Paul Richards, they're a wonderful bunch. Joanne, my uh, sales manager, all the way up to the general manager. But we're continuing and finishing the last two 
segments of an eight-segment prologue into the demographics of America, the millennial wave to come, prepare, prosper, and retire in the next consumer wave. And the big part of prospering in the next millennial wave is real estate. But in a more general sense, I want to let you know that it really is bound on the fact that you want to eliminate debt and you want to buy things while they're low-priced right now, like Warren Buffett says, and then hold them until the millennials come to age until 2021. Then you sell them when they're of value and they've appreciated, and now you are prospering, and this is following the simple law of Warren Buffett, buy low, sell high. It's really that simple. Anything that you do right now, is going to be accentuated in the next 7 to 10 years. If now it's 2014, we have 7 to 10 years before unbelievable prosperity. And I want you to just think about what you're going to do and how fast, like the snap of my fingers, the next 7 years will go. So if you're out there, I want to talk to you about one item within the millennial wave to come for you to prosper. Here's one. I've yet to have anybody call me on this. I want one person to call me on this. One person calls me on this. If you have all the components in place as a host, I'll give you a $100 bill cash, a crisp $100 bill to go take your loved one out to dinner or whatever if you actually initiate this plan, and it's the plan that my wife and I are doing. You need $150,000 to qualify for this. Now, you can have a portion of it, and over the next three years, you earn the rest, but you're going to invest it all, and my plan is this, to take $150,000, turn it into a million dollars in less than 15 years, and then after that, create 40% annual return on that investment. That means that you are going to start to produce a minimum of $60,000 a year in dividends and revenue off of that initial investment of $150,000, and this is how you do it. Take fifty grand, Find a three-bedroom, two-bath house that's leasing for more than $1,200, which is easy. You take 25% and you place it down. You take a mortgage with the remainder. You put it on a 15-year mortgage. That's going to be at 3 to 4%. You're going to get a renter in there, and then that renter is going to pay down your mortgage and your principal balance while you get the tax write-off, and any profit that you make in that house, you're going to invest back in the house. You're going to make as much as 6 to 9% right away, up to 19 to 22% just off the principal reduction or savings that you're getting every month. And then as soon as you complete one house, you're not going to get a property manager. I'm going to teach you how to manage the property. Wake up. Don't wet yourself. I'll teach you how to do it. Then you're going to turn around and you're going to buy a second home. And you're going to get qualified for a second mortgage. And then you're going to take another 50 grand. You're going to put 25% down. You're going to get that house. You're going to do a 15-year mortgage. You're going to go ahead and get a renter in there. And you're going to start it all over again for a third time. You're going to buy another $200,000 house right here in Colorado Springs, give or take $25,000, put 25% down, fifty grand. get a third note, get a third renter, and then as long as you and your wife, if you're 45 years old or less, before you are aged 60, you are going to have three properties that you own outright. You are going to have more than twelve dollars to $1,500 a month in working capital in profit 
gross profit, not net profit. You're still going to have to pay your tax and insurance. And then that's going to be 4500 to $6,000 a month of income, which is unbelievable. That is going to be sixty to $72,000 a year in retirement income before you've even spelled the word Social Security. Now that is one way how to prosper in the millennial wave to come. And those houses are going to be so incredibly popular over the next 10 years because we are in a rental tidal wave. And then by the time you sell them, we haven't even talked about what they're going to be worth. But you're going to have over a million dollars in money when you're done being a landlord. Now, if you do it right, like my wife and I did, which I'm not going to explain in detail, there is a way that I can explain to you how you can move back into these houses and exempt all of the capital gains. In a million dollars, you can avoid $250,000 in capital gains just by having lived in these homes. And I'll teach you how to do that, but we need to do that offline at 330-1457. Now, the next areas that you can prosper is what I told you, and I will tell you again in the power segment, that you need to just put cash aside and save it. I just purchased silver. Not because I think silver's an investment. Silver's a safe way for me not to spend cash. I put tens of thousands of dollars of cash stashed away in my life, and I end up spending it. Don't worry about coming and finding it, because I've spent it all. But if you stash cash and you invest in real estate right now, those are the ways that I'm going to teach you how to prosper. Now, if you read the book, The Richest Man in Babylon, and if you're proficient in corporate America and you know how to trade with the stock market and all that, God bless you. You better watch out because we're in a secular bear market and the stock market's about to adjust. But just save cash and you will prosper in the millennial wave to come. So don't go anywhere. I am finishing up with the power segment here at Demographics in America with what you can do to retire during the next consumer wave and my five points that I want you to do in order to execute and make a difference in your life. Call me at 330-1457 offline during the break so you and I can talk. Learn to play right. You got to know when to hold up. Know when to fold up. Know when to walk away. And know when to run. You never count your money. When you're sitting at the table, there'll be time enough for counting. When the dealing's done. Well, open up your mind and see like me. Open up your plans and damn you're free. I look into your heart and you will find love, love. The Jay Garvin Show Home Mortgage Talk here on KRDO News Radio 105.5 FM and 1240 AM. We're back with our home mortgage Jedi, Jay Garvin. Well, the chair is gone. Jay is standing again in the studio. I have so much excitement that literally one of the buttons on the front of my shirt just burst off because I'm coming to a culmination of the time that you and I have spent together here with Demographics in America. And this is my most passionate topic that I've ever had as an adult. I'm telling you right now, the millennial wave to come is no lie. You wait until my book comes out. They are going to write about the times that we're living in and the times that are coming 
for generations to come. We read about the Great Depression in books as we're living through the Great Recession. We read about the Roaring Twenties when we are about to explore that unexplored galaxy. As the millennials come to age, as you reach out, hey, if you're born 1981 to 2002, I want you to give me a call. A lot of you radio people out there don't think you're listening, and I know that you're listening. I know that like Jake with Olson Plumbing and Heating, I know that you and Monica were listening, and I appreciate it. You're out in your truck, and you and I spoke, and it changed your life, didn't it, brother? It changed your life because it certainly changed mine. I know it changed Jeff's, my partner that worked with you, and you changed the course of your vessel. And that's what I'm talking about preparing. And now, Jake, you're prospering. But let's talk about retiring a little bit. What do you do to retire? See, because if you're sick and tired of being sick and tired, then now's the time to recognize what the trends are. Trends are like this. If you're a baby boomer and you really want to retire, but you're stuck in a 4,000-square-foot home and your house is too big, your payment's too big, and you don't know what to do, you call me at 330-1457, 330-1457, or go to radiomortgage.com because I can help you do like four things in retiring during the next millennial wave to come. Number one, the rental mark is so incredibly hot that I guarantee you that you could rent that house for equal to more than your mortgage is, regardless of what it is. Downsize and buy a smaller home. Suck up your pride. Suck in your gut. Literally, suck in your financial gut and create your monthly payment in a downward lower fashion. You decrease your budget. Get somebody, I don't care if it's a family or three immigrant families, get somebody in your house Because it's not going to sell now what it would for in five years or seven years. Rent it. Have it be a tax write-off. And then when it regains value after the millennial wave goes, you've not only prepared, you've set the groundwork for your retirement. Well, Jay, I'm not into being a landlord. Okay, then take a baby step toward being a landlord. Cut your house in half and bring in a tenant. Do it. If you want to retire, what's the alternative? You're going to have pride all the way to the whorehouse. I'm going to be smiling at you at the Burger King window. I'm going to be saying thank you when you give me a car as I walk into Walmart. I'm going to have an encore career, Jay. That's code for I didn't properly set my retirement and I'm broke. Well, Jay, I want to keep myself busy. Really? I can find ways for you to keep yourself busy by reading books at the charter schools to second graders. That's a hell of a lot more fulfilling than sticking a stinky burger in a bag. Don't get me wrong. I think fast food is great. You should have any job. I just think it should be given to a teenager, not an 85-year-old. And if I had enough money, I would employ every single 85-year-old and 75-year-old that I knew just to go and love children and tell their story of perseverance. But that's one way that you can really set up your retirement. Another thing you can do, if you own your house outright... I'm not a proponent for this, but if you are budget poor and house rich, uh, give me a call and we can look into your option with reverse mortgages because this is how you go ahead and retire in the next millennial wave to come. Because there is going to be a lot of competition. If you're past 
the age of preparation, I'm scared for you. Somebody told me, I don't know if it's John Maxwell, that said the scariest thing in this country to be is a 55-year-old unemployed male because society doesn't want you anymore. Because 40 to 60 are your prime earning years, and that falls right in line with demographics with America. So if you're in an area where preparation has passed you, and you've got your house, and you want to know what to do, hey, if you want to prepare and even go into early retirement, take the small house you have right now. Move up if your kids are still young and you're a Gen Xer. Get another house. You've set that now existing home of yours in an asset category as a retirement asset, and you prepared. And if you do enough of this stuff well, you don't have to wait till you're 65, 75 or later to retire. You can do it right now. So those are three separate categories of how to prepare, prosper, and retire in the next millennial wave to come, the next consumer wave of prosperity, which I believe is... 2021 to 2041 but for all of you out there again i'm going to go through this regardless of what you're doing preparing prospering or retiring there's really five things that you want to do number one eliminate debt i don't care what age you are if you have it get rid of it and never allow it to rear its ugly head again number two you want to purchase real estate no matter what even if you're well jay i'm moving i don't care purchase it as a tool before you leave because the rental markets are going to continue to explode for the next seven years then you want to stash cash as much as you can cash is king right now you don't invest in anything yet mark my words the stock market is going to correct hold hold i feel like william wallace in braveheart hold hold and i'll tell you when to buy just save the money Number four, serve millennials. Like I said, if you're a millennial, get to know your peers and become a leading edge leader. If you're a Gen Xer and these are your employees or your students, you want to serve them. And then if you're a baby boomer, get to know them. So those are the things. Number five is to call me at 330-1457. And at the end of every single show, I want to tell you to go grow and prosper Tell someone close to you that you love them because that's what matters in the end. Pray to God that he would reveal to you your miracle, your passion in life, because that's what I found in you. Have a great week, and I will talk to you next Saturday. Our differences, they do a lot to teach us how to use the tools and gifts we got here. We got a lot at stake. The preceding program is a paid program on KRDO News Radio. The opinions and views expressed don't necessarily represent the views and opinions of the staff and management of KRDO News Radio, 105.5 FM and 1240 AM.